0: thing did happen yesterday though when i was when i was at work i was playing uh the one guy i want to play snakes and ladders uh-huh yeah yeah and so, i played i played with him the other day yeah, so i was in his apartment and i don't think i'd played since i was like four or something like that uh-huh so i was like okay he's like you want to play i was like yeah i'll play with you so i was like kind of like trash talking like yeah. just like giving him the gears uh-huh bro i lost every single game
1: dude the same thing happened to me I, I was, played three games and yeah. all three games he got that one snake yes it goes, it all, goes all the to way 80. up yeah 80 yeah oh, it
0: was making me so mad and then Dude. every time I, the two games I was at the top I would hit the one where you come all the way down yes
1: bro the exact same thing have. Oh. three games in a row he hit yeah. that snake where you go from like 24 to yeah. 87 it
0: infuri- it's all the way across I think the he board. does an illegal roll like <laughs> he, it's not proper he it's more a, of a slide he has a way to die yeah, That's what yeah. I honestly thought it was because a couple times I rolled like six ones in a row I was getting so so mad. Yeah, he was rolling like fives and sixes every time I played with him. Oh, it was infuriating. Yeah, it was so the, so the one staff came over is everything okay over here? I was like, no! <laughs> get up! I was like so mad because I was like yelling the whole time so they thought something was going on. That's so good. Because you'd like get to that one part and he'd I'd be like, okay, he has to roll like a two to get it. There's no way. Right. Like any other number other than a two like he, I'm fine. Like I'll like too. I'm like, are you kidding? Okay? Like, you could not. It was mind unbelievable. Mind control. <laughs> yeah, it was insane. Do you? I always get frustrated at board
1: games. Like, oh, I like I, them, but if I, I'm not a good loser, so I get so frustrated yeah, at board yeah. games. I remember when I was younger, we had this lady or this girl. My parents were uh, letting this girl who kind of needed some help at the time stay with us. Mm. I was probably like 10 or 11, and I know it was a good thing to do, but I kind of got to the point she had been there a long time. And she, kinda, for me, anyways, this is not good, but she'd overstayed her welcome. And I was getting kind of frustrated with her being in our space. Mm. And so the one day she decided to teach us Dutch Blitz. Okay. And I that game is straight from the pit of hell. Yeah. I cannot stand it. I never that learned
0: game. it, but I know it seems like I, a lot of people like it. I
1: find it the most un- infuriating game. <laughs> like, I can't handle it. And she was teaching us how to play it. And I don't remember all that happened, but I was just so mad. And I got to the point where she was like, Correcting or whatever, and I just stood up, threw the game across the table, and I was like, "Shut up!" But I just lost it on
0: her. I screamed at her,
1: dude. I had some pretty bad, uh, some embarrassing moments growing up with board games. Really? Yeah. yeah,
0: my family's not a big game family, like, other than my mom. But
1: I was gonna say your mom's a, yeah, yeah, your mom's a gamer. One.
0: She gets one for her, the family for Christmas every year that we have to play. We play it once on like Christmas Day or Boxing and Day and, and put that it we're away. Done. Yeah, I remember when we were kids though, we had this one game. Have you ever heard of that game, Old Maid? Yeah, dude. Yeah, we used to have that game, and I don't even remember like exactly how it was. I think it was like you would like hold your cards so people couldn't see them, and then they would have to like pick a card, and you kind of like exchange cards, and then like at the end, whoever was left with the old maid, right, like lost. Yeah, you had to, didn't you have to trade and like get rid of the old maid? Yeah, like you. Well, like that's the thing is like you didn't want it, but you, you would hold your cards, and the people would pick it, right. so it would kind of be in the middle, that's and right. you'd be like hoping they would pick it. That's right, and then like they would take it's it. It's kind of like have
1: you ever played Pit?
0: We have to trade. Oh like, yeah, like, I played we, it we, once we, or we, twice. Barley, barley,
1: and you're trying to get rid of the the pit. If you have the pit, you <laughs> lose. Yeah, or?
0: but I remember. So it was like me, Kayla, and Allison, and then like Allison's the youngest. So she was like maybe like four or five, and then I would have been like six or seven. Kayla was like eight or whatever. And so the old maid card had this like this tiny little um like crease. On the top left corner. Okay. So, like, me and Kayla knew which card it was every time. Yeah, she didn't know, but we could tell which old maid card because it had a mark on it. Right. So, like, every game, we would, like, she'd have two cards left and be like, We'd act like we're going to take it in the And then we'd take the other one. Every game she would be left with the old maid, and we'd be like old mate, old maid!" Calling her old maid, And she would like cry and scream and throw <laughs> things. And she like could not figure it out how every time we would never pick the old maid card.
1: That's so it good. It was like
0: the funniest thing ever.
1: Did you ever learn like Card games like uh, with playing cards like Euchre or things like that. Christian Levi. I don't (laughs) don't play with devilish card games. We didn't grow up in that kind of a Christian house.
0: Phase 10 might have made the pass, but not uh, Uh, anything more than uh, skibbo. Pushing it
1: a little bit. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> dude, dude. I remember freaking playing Phase 10 for like six hours at Mary McQuiggan's house <laughs> in the basement with some, some kids.
1: That's legendary. Yeah, I don't think so. We used to play... My my mom's parents, especially, were big into card games. And actually, my dad's parents are, too. We always played golf with them. I don't know if you know that one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we yeah. played that. But with my, my mom's side of the family, like Euchre was the game. Well, at least that's okay. how I remember kind of growing up. And uh, we used to go over in the summer and stay with my grandma and grandpa. We called them Grandy and Grumps. Uh, <laughs> kind of the sickest names ever. So they lived in Port Dover, and my cousins would sometimes come over. I remember one time, me and my cousin Paige, shout out to Paige, he's actually getting married soon. Um, we were probably like 10 or 11, and they were teaching us how to play euchre, and we'd always kind of play like guys against girls like me and Grumps and Paige and Granny, or whatever. And then one time, we were like, I don't know where we got the confidence, but we're like us two against you, like just kids against adults, or whatever. Yeah. And they were kinda like you could tell they were kind of like doggone. I was like, yeah, all right, whatever. Dude, we euchred them. We cleaned the floor. Right. They didn't score a point. Oh, yeah. Damn. But I haven't played in like years. I don't even know if I know how to play anymore. Yeah. But Euchre is a fun game.
0: I th- the only game I really like is categories. I love categories. Really? Yeah. And I used to be, I had it on my phone. I know you can do it, but I used to have be like addicted to boggle.
1: I Stop. used to have that game on my phone. Are you serious? Oh yeah.
0: And it's like it like mixes and then it's kind of like a square and you have to make the words. Yeah, you make yeah, words. yeah, yeah. 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 I used to love that game for some reason. I like games where you don't have to move. Right. I and mean, so of <laughs> this category. You can just like sit there with the topics and stuff. The most fun
1: game I think I've ever played is um uh One Night Ultimate Werewolf. It's <laughs>
0: such a long name. Oh, I know. I've never heard it. Dude, it's the best. Really? It's the
1: best. It's it's kind of a card game, but not really. It's like uh it's basically like an adult version
0: of mafia. Oh, I was gonna can, say everyone at college used to play that game when yeah. I was there, but I never.
1: Dude, there's an it. app you can get that narrates like the nighttime uh, okay. on your phones, and then you kind of play it, and then you wake up and you try to figure out what happened. I played at my at my buddy's wedding like a couple days before his wedding. No joke, we played for like five hours, and it was really? it was yeah. intense and fun like the entire time. You gotta get people who know what they're doing and like are into it, you kinda right. have to get in it takes a couple
0: rounds to sort of get into it. Yeah. But man, it was awesome. See, I like games that I don't mind games that like yeah. actually take like strategy yeah. or take like thinking. Like even as simple as categories is, it still takes like thinking or like even Scrabble, I don't mind. But like I hate games with like Snakes and snakes and ladders. It's just luck, chance. It's just luck. But then that's the thing that bugs me is there'll be like some people like, oh, I'm really good at this game. And I'm like, you can't. It's literally you're just rolling a dice. There's no thought or like skill that could possibly go into it. But then that happened where it's like they beat me every time. (laughs) Have you? And they're like, I told you. I'm like, dude, it's
1: literally luck. Like, there's (laughs) no way. Have you ever been in one of those moments where you know something is about to like you're rolling a die or whatever, but you just have a feeling where you know you're about to win? have you ever had that I don't think so dude I went through this stretch when I was younger I was probably like teenager, like early teenager like 12 to 14 Mm. I swear to you I can't explain it every draw or thing that I was in Mm. I just had an utmost confidence that I was gonna win win. and I did yeah dude I went through a stage where I would manifestation I don't know what it was Bro, when I was at camp as a teenager, I got uh, my name entered in this draw Mm. to win a brand new iPad. It was when iPads were pretty new, it was like a pretty big deal. And they're at the front picking the names, and I'm—I don't know why—I had this utter calm and peace. I was Mm. like, "It's gonna be my name." I knew it. I just had it like without a shadow of doubt. I was like, "They're gonna call my name." There was like eight people in the draw. Sure enough. Called my name, yeah, and like a bunch of stuff happened yeah, like that. Like, where
0: I would just, I don't, I don't can't explain it. Yeah, I was just utterly confident, like, I'm gonna win this draw. That actually did happen, that did happen to me now that you mentioned that because it was, but it was like the only time I really felt like that where it was when I was working at uh Napa, mm. the Gallagher Auto Parts here in St. it's for all your auto part needs. Shout out um, Napa? Yeah, but like my boss, who's the best boss I ever had, right? He um, he would do like a huge Christmas party for like all the employees, so he would do like um, they would do like a poker tournament, and the winner like got a thousand dollar cash prize. Or like one year, he sent him to like Vegas, like a weekend trip to Vegas. He'd wow. give like flat screens, all this stuff, and then they would do like a thousand. They would do like a elimination draw with like names so it'd be like okay if you get picked like six. if you're the sixth last you get an ipad Fifth like this and then the first you got a thousand dollar cash prize and like we knew before going in and i like told all my family i was still living at home at the time and i was like i'm gonna win the thousand dollars i was like i'm gonna i'm gonna win the thousand dollars and there was like they would like they would like like, team up with a couple other like napos around the area so there's probably like 40 people there Uh that like it was being drawn from and I was like, I'm gonna win, I'm gonna win. I just like felt like I was gonna win the $1,000 cash prize. <laughs> And then I got home later that night and everyone came home and I just had like, they had the thousand dollars like all taped together, like in a big like circle, like when you win it. Okay. So I just like, they came home and I just had it like around my neck, like a thousand dollars and hundred dollar bills. No way. You did not actually win. You did not. I was, like, I told you I was yeah. going to win. Called it. But yeah, that's the only thing where I was like, that's, and I wasn't even like joking. Like I you was just, like, you, a, I yeah, know. it's kind of like what you're saying where right? I just felt it. You just felt kind of my bones. vision
1: into the, the, that's so Raven moment. Right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly.
0: Did you ever used to do that when you were a kid? Like with shows like that's so Raven. Where you'd like try to do the thing. like you would like think you could make yourself like see a vision, yeah. You just like
1: really like, focus hard,
0: yeah, yeah, exactly. You think that's good, bro?
1: Uh, the place where we work, we got a five dollar Tim card last year, oh, yeah, that's true. That's <laughs> I think we
0: got true. one the year before, too. Yeah, yeah, they might have upped it to seven dollars, seven fifty. Yeah, we had nothing. Even my sister, <laughs> like, we had a thousand dollar Christmas bond, they work at some like random business. T- I'm like I am taking care of human <laughs> lives so I get a five dollar Tim card. That's what happens when it's a, like a yeah, non for profit government garbage. funded. <laughs> yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, freaking charities.
1: <laughs> Although the, the church has been very good to me, so that's good. Yeah, yeah. 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 What's the old something? joke?
0: It takes four guys to carry out your pay on a Sunday. the offering, <laughs> oh, the yeah. offering plates? <laughs> well, not that good to me. Yeah. but
1: Yeah. What about sports? Have you ever had that kind of feeling in sports where you're just like, I know I'm about to score a goal. Or I don't know I'm about to get a big hit. Or I, I know this, I'm going to strike this guy out.
0: Yeah, I feel like that every time in baseball. I feel like I you was like, have to, Yeah, it right? was like every time I was like, I'm going to strike this guy out. I'm going to yeah. strike him out. Like, it was yeah. every time. And I remember too, and like, like, in your head, you kind of like hype it up where it's like, because like, that's what I love about baseball. It's like the ultimate, like the game ends on like, there's, like, not a timer. Not a timer. Right. So it's not, like, it's not like a team's, like, holding the ball and, like, letting the clock run down. Like, for me, in, like, all the sports, I, for me personally, I don't think there's, like, a, a greater moment than, like, the World Series in, like, the final pitch. Right. When there's, like, two outs, the batter's up, and then, like, every pitch, whether he hits it yeah. or he strikes out. And then it's, like, everyone erupts and all the players just run out of it. Because it's, like, suspenseful to the very last right. second. Like, that's what yeah. I like.
1: It can happen in other sports, but it doesn't happen as much. Like that's why everyone loves buzzer beaters, like Mm -hmm. in any kind of sport, you know what I mean? Because then it keeps it tight right Mm. to the very, very end. It is annoying to go to a game when like you're three quarters of the way through the game and the game's over. Yeah, like, exactly. It's like,
0: oh, well, it's, it's trash. Yeah, because that's what like with baseball, I mean, if they're up by like 12 runs, but it's like if they're up by three <laughs> runs or whatever, four runs, and there's like two outs in the bottom of the nine, it's like they could still make a run. For sure. Like you're never like actually out of it. So there's always like a little bit of a... That's what I loved about CFL football. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really,
1: I watch NFL football more now, mm. but as a kid, CFL football, like there was a three downs, so it was a fast moving game. Mm-hmm. Like anything could happen. The yeah, game was never over. Quick. Like NFL, there's like two minutes left. They take a kneel, they take uh, a knee. Like yeah. it just the game's done. Yeah. CFL, it was like, get the guys back out there. They go down they go long, they go deep for a shot. Like yeah. it was awesome. There was a, a lot of high, high energy.
0: That's why, like, isn't there some sports in like with like soccer or I guess football for depending who you're listening <laughs> to, but like um it's like more of like a point system, like certain tournaments and stuff like that, or like goals against, something yeah. like that. Yeah. So, so
1: like in like Champions League soccer, it's like an aggregate. So you'll have like two games. Mm. We'll play each other twice, and then it's uh, it's the aggregate score of the two games. So if I beat you like three one in the first game, but you beat me like five nothing in the second game, gotcha. you, you win because uh, it'd be okay. it'd be
0: you
1: know six ga- six goals to three, or whatever. I don't know if I'd like that or not.
0: I guess it would help with some. Of that. I like how they do it, where like if you. Isn't it like if you place in like the bottom seed or two seeds or something you like get that, relegated. like you're out of the league? So I love like, that. I think
1: yeah. every league should do that. Yeah, it's because so smart. it stops tanking. Yeah. Like if 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 in the NBA, if like the Raptors this year are <laughs> yeah. terrible, yeah. but it's like if, if you're like, oh, we're just gonna call it in halfway through this season, you mm-hmm. know, Minnesota or. Detroit or Houston, we're just going to call it this year and try to get the number one draft pick. It's mm. like, no, you're the bottom three out of
0: the league. Yeah. I feel like basketball is like almost the worst for it because like it kids can come like right at, well, now they have to do like your college, right? But you're something. It year doesn't have some- to be college. Right. But yeah. It yeah. Be. But it's like, like, you can make like an immediate impact at like 18 or 19. So yeah. it's like more of a temptation. Whereas like baseball, it's like no one, no one knows, like, oh, who's drafted like uh, fifth overall in no. the twenty nineteen draft? Like, you know what I mean? That's it so takes true. so long, and you got to go through double A and triple A. I mean, there's like the rare, like a uh, Mike Trout or like a uh, Bryce Harper that come into the league at like nineteen. I think they were eighteen. But but even like, then,
1: basketball's only five guys on the court. Like one mm-hmm. guy in basketball can completely lift the team. Like yeah. you put. LeBron goes to back to the Cavs and they go from like a terrible team to a, con- a, a you know, a championship contending team mm. just because LeBron's there. You know, you get a really good rookie, like you get Luka Doncic on the Mavs and all of a sudden within two years, like you're a playoff team. You're a contender. Like it doesn't take very long. One player has a huge impact on baseball and other sports
0: like soccer. You can have the best player, but if they're always on a terrible team. Yeah. It doesn't really. And too like with basketball, it's like they can have they can like take possession of the ball for as long as they want. Oh. Really? Yeah. Whereas, like, say with baseball, it's like, oh, you might get, like, four attempts. Like, you got four swings, like, at the play. Or yeah, like four at-bats. Yeah, And exactly. you might get the ball
1: hit to you, like, twice.
0: Yeah. So, uh, the, like, the most you could have is a pitcher, but then it's still, like, you're not going to strike out every guy. So, you got to have good fielders. It's yeah. Gotta be good, like, you yeah. Because if mean? you
1: get a bunch of ground, you know, you get you them all to pop out or ground mm-hmm. out, and they make errors in the field, like, yep. you still lose.
0: Yeah. What, what sport do you think has, like, players can make... Do you think it's basketball where, like, a single player can make the biggest difference? I think so. Yeah.
1: It's huge, man. And basketball, the like, just because that's the good thing. The the ball could be in your hands every possession. You can start every possession, set up every possession. Like, if you're, especially if you're, like, a floor general or a point guard, like, something like that, or a scorer, like, you can really make it, an impact on the team because you don't is, have to pass. <laughs> it is
0: weird though. I don't know if I don't know if it's because there's like contact in it, so it's harder. Because I was thinking like with hockey, like you have five people on the ice, six with the goalie, but it's like five, same as basketball. And then it's like you can like possess the puck as long as you want, but it's like one player doesn't seem to be able to make. The oh, impact. I think it's because
1: the line changes. Like you're you're that's, not on yeah, the ice yeah, as yeah, much. Because if you take a hockey game like the full length of the game, yeah. the guys are only on the ice like. I don't know, like fifteen minutes a game.
0: Yeah, it's funny. Like if if you haven't like played hockey or skated, it's like the their shift seems so short. You're like, oh, it's so short. Oh, but then if you actually gassed. go and skate, you're absolutely
1: gassed. Gassed, you can't, yeah. man. Yeah, playing <laughs> hockey is it's different, especially
0: like, at their level. Like how quickly oh. they're and you need to be like explosive and quick. So you can't.
1: I, I played hockey growing up and like just house league. I was I was fine. I was mm-hmm. not not amazing. I'm, I'm a pretty good skater, but I'm not incredible. I played. A lot of defense and stuff. I, mm. I never had good, like, stick handling. Mm. I was strong with the puck. I had a decent shot, but I was not, like, you know. Silky I, I, mitts. No, I wasn't creative and couldn't couldn't make a shot. So I was probably better at defense. Like, I mm. like making, like, long mm. outlet passes and that kind of stuff. But I remember when I got to middle school, I tried out for the middle school hockey team. Mm. And, like, we had a lot of good kids. Like, we had right. kids like Ryan Nill and, and uh, other kids who ended up playing, like, junior b even like OHL, that kind of stuff
0: yeah that's the thing with like hockey here it's like hockey here is like football in texas or florida it's like yeah or baseball it's like the talent and like people the pool you're choosing from is like unreal like if you go to even here in saint Saint thomas is actually like a hockey town like it has a lot of hockey talent but if you go to like a junior b stars game and then like look at the skill and talent of those kids and then if you go to somewhere like I don't know. I'm trying to think of like a random state that's not big on hockey. But it's like they're so much better oh, than like wait, the average kids at age.
1: Oh, it's like when when I went to college in California, there's mm. kids from all over America. And like mm. they're looking at me like I'm the world's greatest skater. <laughs> right. i like, oh, yeah, I hardly yeah. made the middle school hockey team. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I did. I made the ho- the middle school hockey team because they were like, oh, he's you know, he's big, kind of strong with a puck. Dude, my skating, like... I don't know how they're so fast. The game was right. so fast. Even at yeah. middle school, I was like, I am not used to this. Yeah, I made yeah. the team. I played in the tournament. Um, but I remember one kid, like Ryan, my buddy. He he was so so good. And even at that age, like it was incredible. And mm-hmm. he didn't he didn't even make like the right. OHL. Yeah, yeah, let alone yeah, dude, the other like, level. You know what I mean? But I remember at middle school, like. I thought I was a decent hockey player He's skating circles around me Mm. it just shows you the level like you even talk to kids now like oh you know my my kid's gonna make it I'm like no they're not
0: I know we always always joke about that because I'm like dude unless your kid is 12 and he's playing with 17 year olds he's not going pro if your kid is playing in the age group of players that he's he's not going pro it's like you talk to any pro it's like I think it was like Kevin Love that one interview he was saying he's like, Yeah, it was like I was like 13 playing with like 18-year-olds. Yeah. Like to all be. this. Stuff. It's like you yeah. have to, or like Crosby and Gretzky, they're all like 10 playing with like, you know what I mean? 16-year-old kids. It's like it's Andrew
1: like, Wiggins. When I was in high school, he was in mm-hmm. high school in Canada. He he played in Vaughan, and then the first two years, grade 10, led his team one offside dominated it. Then he went to West Virginia and played for Huntington Prep. And we used to watch his mixtapes. Like he has some of the craziest oh, yeah. high school mixtapes ever. Right. He came back to Canada and played against uh, one of our local Hamilton teams, McNabb. And McNabb was like, had a basketball academy. They were our biggest rivals. Tons of guys on that team were really, really good. They actually had a couple, a couple guys who started off at McNabb, went prep and then now are in the league. Mm. So like, these are good yeah, high school yeah, basketball like, players. And he was dominant. Yeah, Dominant, like insanely dominant and then goes to Kansas, whatever. And in the, in the NBA, He's like, he's good,
0: right? but yeah, he's not yeah, like he's not a like, superstar. Yeah, like And he was
1: insane. Like it was so obvious at the age of like 14. This mm-hmm. guy, this guy's different. Like it's, it's not even close. It's even
0: like if you see a guy or a girl that's like played D1, it's like, and you watch them play and it's like, oh, they're like, there's just like a different level like of explosiveness for sure that most people just don't have, or you don't see where it's like visibly different and oh. you're like, oh yeah, they're like. You can tell they've like played competitively. Yeah, yeah. So
1: it makes such a difference.
0: The one thing I, I do like about hockey more than any other sport is like, and I'd be like curious your opinion on it. Is like how you're allowed to fight in it.
1: Well, there was a lot of talk this week about that because the, Ranger, was it the yeah, Rangers and Capitals.
0: Yeah, Capitals. Yeah, yeah. They, they
1: dropped the puck and right at the very beginning, like the, the the whole line, basically everyone fought. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot. I saw a bunch of people on Twitter and online being like, why is this still allowed? Like, why are we doing this in 2021? Why is there fighting? Hmm. Personally, I love it. I yeah. think we should never get rid of it.
0: Oh, 100%. It's part of the game. Huge. And it's also like, it actually makes the game safer. Because that's the whole reason fighting exists, or like the enforcers, or like I know a lot of like actual enforcers don't like the term goon, but it's like it's like. If if someone goes out, it started like back in the day with like Bobby Orr or like Wayne. I think it started with Wayne Gretzky. Gretzky but because had, they were saying like
1: Gretzky had was it McSorley on his mm, team? Yeah, Did I you, think so. Yeah. He literally just was on his team to protect Gretzky because Gretzky was not a fighter. Yeah,
0: but like you have a guy like Bobby Orr and like everyone's just taking out his knees. Yeah. like they're slashing, they're hacking him, his, and then he can't play. His knees are done. But if you have a big guy, you give him a slash on the knee, and then you know you're gonna get your face punched in, exactly. or you're gonna have guys targeting you for the next four shifts. You're gonna think twice before you do it. So it kind of like saves guys like that because it would like allow Gretzky to get in a corner and have that split second before no one's going to hit him from behind or do a dirty shot
1: I also like it because it's kind of like the old thing where it's like you know it's kind of you'll see two guys fighting and they get up like all right good fight and it's it's over exactly and that's the thing I don't like about a lot of other sports is like they have this beef on the court and they're like you're they're jawing at each other they're chirping at each other they're going at it and then they take it to, after the game they take it to twitter and then they're on a podcast ripping each other whatever mm. you don't see that from hockey players right hockey players have like respect for each other they mm. talk highly of each other they settle it yeah they settle it on like even some of the biggest hockey players who don't get along there's no like beef or drama i i just mm. like that about hockey like the biggest hockey player in the world like sidney crosby he has no following. Doesn't draw yeah, attention. Like, like the most humble guy. Humble guy. You just deal with your business on your ice. It kind of settles it. Like, mm. okay, you have beef. Let's let's settle it right now. Yeah,
0: because that's like, the thing is too. It's like it's a mutual thing because like you yeah. have to like drop your gloves. So it's like you're both acknowledging like okay we're doing this. And like a lot of the guys, they, you don't see it as much now, but like back in the day with I think it was like Ty started it where like you take off your helmet, take your helmet like off. the guys take their helmets yeah. off, so you're not busting up your hands. Yeah. But it's like. And like same thing, like that's actually safer than just like throwing wild punches and there's a big group of people and you're throwing wild punches like you see a lot in like yeah. the NBA or even like baseball players charging them out and like bench brawls and that kind of thing. Yeah.
1: So. And I think it's, it is it is such an integral part of the game because it's a momentum shifter. Mm-hmm. Like we've all seen, if you've watched any hockey, you've seen a game where like late in the second period, you're down two goals, you know, you're kind of getting roughed around and a guy on your team drops the gloves with someone and it's a complete momentum shift. Like mm-hmm. the whole game, you, you rally your team. Team, you energize your team and the entire game is shifted by someone being willing to say like no we're fighting for this thing yeah. and and it rarely rarely ever carries over into another part of the game yeah. and it's not like they're able to just do it scot-free like they do get a five minute a major penalty for right. fighting yeah but it's not like a suspension or you know a final the and one both this
0: guys week, get a penalty so it's not like your team's up yeah. like you know what I mean and it's usually not like not the most skilled player that's like yeah usually not yeah, yeah. it's
1: pretty so. rare to see like I remember the first time Crosby fought everybody was yeah, like oh yeah. you
0: know you' Glow yeah, the exactly. yeah, they usually don't do that. It's kind of like a respecter way of passage, too. Like, you kind of have to, like, Absolutely. put in your minutes in the box if you're, like, in a, like even if you're a skilled player like that, like, some people, like, you got to have a little grittiness. But
1: Growing up, I always loved Gordie Howe. Because oh, okay, he had the Gordie, the Gordie Howe hat trick, <laughs> which was, like, a goal, an assist in a fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which yeah, was yeah. so sick. It's so classic. Yeah, yeah. and Mr. same Elbows. thing, like, growing
0: up, too, like, the Leafs team that I grew up watching the most is, like, they had, like, Darcy Tucker yep, and Ty, Ty Domi, Domi, and it was, like, those guys were, like, the most, like, they gritty. just flying like, around. Yeah. yeah. Darcy Tucker was awesome. Darcy Tucker was my favorite player growing yeah. up. And then you had Matt sick.
1: Sundin in the center. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Brian McCabe. Remember Brian McCabe? Oh, yeah.
0: Brian McCabe. Yeah. Uh, who was, they had Curtis Joseph and that. Uh, yeah, Cujo. Yeah.
1: I remember watching Cujo when he was, like, really young. Because we had the... Growing up, we used to have the Hamilton Bulldogs, which was the AHL, like, the farm system mm. uh, for the Montreal Canadiens. Oh, okay. And then we'd watch, like, some of the guys growing up, like, with the Marlies come play the Bulldogs. We'd always go to Bulldogs games. And then uh, they'd have the best cheers. It was like, who let the dogs out? Oh, okay. Who? And then I remember watching... um Carrie Price when he was oh, really okay. young. Carrie yeah, Price and yeah. PK Subban both nice. played in Hamilton because they were uh, from the with the Canadians farm system. So watching them like it was super super cool because so easy to get tickets. You go right. right behind the ice and watch these like incredible players like in their first couple of years yeah. before they got to the league or, or yeah, it was awesome.
0: That's what I always loved too like about the London Knights because yeah. like in the OHL you could like always like I remember watching Stamkos play when he was Marner. with Sarnia and like seeing Marner and those yeah. guys. Taylor Hall and, with like, Windsor. Shanahan like I I didn't watch him play but like he was with the Knights. yeah, yeah. it's like
1: it is so cool
0: same thing though there used to be like i remember there was so cuz it used to they used to play in that building like across from Costco right like in there so like that's where i grew up watching them play and there used to be like so like there'd be like 5 6 fights a game because same thing there was like a lot of players there who like were good but like they knew they weren't going pro yeah. so they would just like fight a lot and stuff but now i think in the OHL and like Uh, younger games, you get, you do get like a game suspension. Yeah, I think so too. If you fight, they're trying to prevent it as much. But I hope it doesn't go to that in the NHL.
1: Me neither. I I feel like it's one of those things that if you are Canadian and you grew up around the sport, Mm. you you kind of just understand the importance of it, and to take it away would really mess with like in my opinion like the sanctity of the game i don't there's something so special about and it, it
0: it would make it more dangerous cuz players are going to be taking dirty shots and then there's no repercussions for them i totally there's agree it, yeah so. it's
1: just the league come, i just like it i'm always a fan of like people settling their beef without someone else having to come in and yeah. you know what i mean with the leagues like oh we need to suspend this or you know mm-hmm. i just like it when guys are able to say all right let's deal with it and move on like yeah. that's one of my favorite things
0: that's why i hate too like uh it's like in baseball when the like in the American League Where the pitchers don't hit It's like they'll hit a batter But you never have to get you up You never get a chance to So then another guy On their team's gonna <laughs> yeah, Take it, a fastball to the ribs Because he hit someone Exactly So it's like it's ki- It kind of sucks I like, I'm like i like I wish they had to go to the plate And then yeah. I bet they'd hit less batters If like I, I, I bet if you look at the numbers I don't know But I bet like Batters get hit less In the National League Than the American yeah, League Yeah because then the pitchers Gotta
1: get up and, yeah, and face it
0: Exactly Yeah. I think they should allow Fighting in board games If, if I should. could drop the gloves And snakes and ladders yeah. I would go and. <laughs> I would lose it. Dutch Blitz, I already yeah. did.
1: <laughs> I broke a couple jaws. Do you ever you ever been to a game where like there was one big moment that like changed the course like a sporting game you, you watched and like one moment changed the course of a game? I remember when I was a kid, we grew up going to the uh, old Ivor Wynne Stadium. It's different and it's called Tim Hortons Field. They tore it down, but Ivor Wynne Stadium in Hamilton we watched the Tie Cats, which is the CFL oh, okay. team. I remember one time we were down and uh, a guy jumped on the field and like Ran the field, uh, and so he starts running. And so I, he might have even like took his shirt off, whatever. He's running, mm. and they're trying to chase him. And he's like dodging and juking at all these security guards. <laughs> he's crossing <laughs> them up. He runs the end zone and jumps and starts climbing up the 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 field like the uprights. Oh, okay. So he climbs up the center, and then he he shimmies down, and he starts uh, He hangs like his knees on the crossbeam and starts doing sit-ups, like no calisthenics way. on the thing. And the crowd is going crazy. Everyone's going nuts. And then he climbs up the one pole and he gets like three quarters of the way up the, up the upright. Oh like my God. He's like shooting at this guy's like a monkey. Then he comes back down. He goes along the upright, like walks along a little bit, yeah. hooks his knees again, and then literally falls, like drops into the arms of security guards. And they no. just like catch him and carry him off the field. That's legendary. Oh, dude. The place went crazy. Like yeah. everyone's like, like erupting, screaming. It was nuts. And then then the cats came back they got energized. They won the game. And then yeah. on the way out, they have like a little, you used to see it like underneath the bleachers. There was like a little prison, like a little jail oh, for okay. guys who would do that kind of <laughs> yeah, stuff. Yeah. And they would just hold them there at the <laughs> facility. And so as they're going out, everyone's walking by this like chain linked little like prison cell <laughs> thing. And oh, people are shaking. Like, ah, we were going off like game changer, people were freaking out, and he was like, Wow, he was all hyped so up. Good. I'm like, That is awesome! Yeah. such a sick
0: moment. Uh, the main one I remember it wasn't necessarily like by a fan, but I was just like, When I was at that Jays game with the Bautista bat flip, so and like all that stuff happened, and like fans were throwing everything onto the field when there's that bad call, and yeah. it was just like raining, like beer and like freaking bags and garbage and it was kind of a bad luck for the sure, the fans sure. but like it was just crazy being there and then Bautista hit that freaking bomb to that's left so field. Sick.
1: There's, like, there's almost nothing better than that experience of being with like a ton of fans and just losing it yeah. when your team wins like.
0: I know that's honestly like that that was one of the greatest experiences of my life uh, and I like forever will be like yeah. just that moment. So so sick. Because like only like me and like 48,000 people we're there. We're there. Like, we're the only people to witness that in person. Like, it's just so cool to be a part of that.
1: My first ever Raptors game,
0: it was like a close
1: game. And it was kind of before the Raptors were were pretty good. Alum and I were there together. And, uh, it was the game. Kyrie was like a, maybe a sophomore before LeBron came back to the Cavs yeah. and Kyrie beat us on a buzzer beater. Oh, really? Yeah. The raps were wearing their camo jerseys and Jose Calderon, oh, was, was, Calderon was, Jose Calderon was, was guarding Kyrie and he just like sat back and Kyrie just like one dribble and just game winner buzzer uh, beater right over Jose. And I just remember that feeling of the, the energy being sucked out, like mm. just,
0: Oh man, so killer. I remember when I was a kid with the Raptors when, uh, when Vince Vince Carter did the dunk contest. And, like, I remember just, like, seeing posters... Because I didn't really watch basketball much before that. Uh-huh. And I remember just seeing, like, posters of him, like, doing the through the legs or, like, arm in the hoop. And it was, like... So sick. That was the first time I ever remember, like, people really talking about basketball in... Canada. I still think that reverse 360 he did where he opens up and just punches Mm. it
1: is the greatest dunk in dunk contest history. Yeah,
0: Because even like people have like redone it and it's like nowhere near as clean. No. It's like. Just something about he dunk. I I like it better than like Jordan's
1: free throw line dunk. Like I like it better than Jordan's dunks and stuff. And. Two, I think the if you watch on YouTube, like the announcers, like you hear Shaq, or he's like,
0: "It's all over." Yeah, and yeah. There's like, like a little camcorder yeah, thing. Like yeah, and Then they their, hear the guys
1: like, "You win, you win." <laughs> yeah. and they're just going it's off. So yeah, legendary. that's so like sick. that's like
0: one that no one will debate is like that. Vince Carter's the greatest dunker of all time, oh, especially in-game of in game dunker. In the time.
1: Olympics, when he jumped over that seven foot two guy, <laughs> yeah. the
0: dunkered around the world is so sick. I was watching on YouTube not that long ago, like uh, it was like a remix or like of all of his like. Best, like in-game dunks. It's mm-hmm. like absurd. Like that he was pulling all of those out in games. Nuts. It was like those it was like that one or two seasons that uh Blake Griffin had for the Clippers oh, when he where he was
1: like <laughs> Mozgov and <Val> Gasol
0: <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That was the most disgusting. One of my favorite dunks when I was younger watching was the Dwayne Wade on Verjao. Yes. That was like one of my favorite dunks that ever went. Oh winners. yeah, he bodied and him. And that one and then the Baron Davis on the AK47 guy. Yep. Uh, and he like lifts Karolingo, his jersey. Up. Yeah. I remember that so clearly. So
1: disrespectful. Yeah. Remember the dunk that LeBron had on the heat over Jason Terry?
0: Oh, oh yeah, that so, one was that bad. That was so it was it looked like that, he actually hurt him. Yeah, like he like, just like
1: knocked him out of the yeah. way and just Oh, I love that one too. Remember the Gerald Green one where he caught it on a oh, Al and Windmill? That was one of the
0: better in-game dunks that, I've ever seen. I was
1: insane. Yeah. I remember watching that as a kid. I was like, "Oh can't my." imagine like
0: dunking and like looking down at the rim. It's insane. Like that would be the greatest feeling ever. I've
1: ever been dunked on?
0: Almost. Almost yeah. in an intramural game, and it was my roommate too, no. who like played on the team. Oh, yeah, I know exactly. What but the one about... year he wasn't playing, and he was coming down, mm-hmm. and it was like a fast break, and it was just me. And I was like, let's jump. Like I'm a pretty good vertical. I was like, I'll give it a hop. And then I just like, next thing I know, his just like belly button is like in my face. And I'm like, what's <laughs> happening? And I just like kind landed face full Yeah, and I just like landed on the ground. And I just heard everyone was like, oh. And I was like, oh no. But then I looked, and it like rimmed out. Oh. Like he, he wasn't able to flush it. I was like, oh thank <laughs> you Lord. <laughs> I was like, but yeah, I just remember I was like, oh, that could have been bad. I've been in a lot of games where guys dunked,
1: but I, I don't think I've ever been like dunked on. Yeah.
0: No. How do you feel about like, because for me, I'm like, I do respect the guy that's like willing to jump and like put himself in the position to get dunked on. But then it's also like, is it worth it sometimes? Because it can like shift the game more. That, like, you know what I mean? If you get posterized. Yeah. I
1: know. But at the same time, if you get a big block on a dunk, yeah, exactly. it does the same thing. I do have respect for the guys who are willing to jump. I think sometimes you got to make a business decision and just yeah. say, I'm not touching that one. Yeah. But I remember uh, we played... I forget the team name, but I was in college. We went to Arizona and played against a team in Arizona. It was like a it was like a warm up kind of like a preseason game and a guy on our team got dunked on I think it was either Tim Tim Carr or Seth I think it was Tim and a guy came from the three point line in the corner oh, and no. jumped and he just cleared him like jumped over him and <sighs> dunked it it was insane oh, dude. and then Scott Brad too Scott got dunked on so hard <laughs> right. the seven footer turn and just like Scott like just dunked oh. all over him it's the most. It is one of the most humiliating things yeah, in just sports. Looking up. Like, oh, yeah, I was going to
0: say, I don't know if there's anything like more humbling than getting dunked on I in don't a think, sport. I don't think so. It's so personal. Maybe in football, like if you get rocked. Yeah, just but absolutely. up. I, I still
1: think dunked, getting dunked on is like the
0: most. Because even to like with football, if you get, a lot of times if you get rocked, it's like you, you don't see the hit coming. Right. Or it's like it could be on a kick return or your head's turned to like catch the ball or whatever. But it's like, because even with basketball, if someone, like, comes over your back and, like, dunks it, it's not as bad. No, but Whereas, if you're, like, if you challenge someone, oh, yeah. it's, like... It's so bad. It, yeah, because it's kind of it's like that in football. Have you seen that one clip where uh, Ochocenco, he was trying to blindside um, Ray Lewis? When he was, like, <laughs> Ray Lewis was, like, rushing and uh, Ochasenko tried to, like, set a block and he's, like, mic'd up. And like Ray Lewis doesn't see him and he still just absolutely rocks him. <laughs> <laughs> and Ojazen goes over to the sidelines and his is like, you gotta stop going after those big guys. He's like, ah, is it Ray Lewis. I, I, I thought I could blindside on him. He, he ran over me, It was so funny. I'll tell you <laughs> so, after. It was so, so, so good. good. Like, you tried to blindside him and still got rocked.
1: I think one of the most disrespectful things in sports, too, is when you try to full out hit someone and you miss. Oh. <laughs> like, you know that Lamar Jackson clip where, where he's running to the end zone? And then they, they go, and he just comes to a dead stop, and the guy flies oh, by him, and yeah, then he walks yeah. in the end zone. Yeah. So disrespectful. Or like watching... There was a, a clip this week of Canelo uh, Alvarez, mm. and then I, also, I love watching Tyson Fury the boxer. Oh, yeah. When they sick. try to hit him, and he's just dodging every punch, and the guy is just flying at yeah, him, and China. nothing's connecting. It'd be so embarrassing just flailing your arms, oh, and you yeah, just you cannot connect. yeah That was so like one of the like coldest
0: sports moments I think I'd like witnessed was the Max Holloway fight, where he was like... I'm the best boxer. I'm the best boxer. And like while he's saying it, yelling to like yes. the guys announcing, he's like dodging his punches and leaning back. Oh. Like, I'm the best boxer. He's like dodging them when he throws a right hook. He's like like tags him. That's insane. It's so sick. Oh, I don't it's know so fun to do. It feels so, so good. Oh, if
1: you were like. Like you can, you literally cannot yeah. touch me.
0: Yeah, it's like Anderson Silva too. Used to always do that back in the day. It just yeah. looked like he was in the Matrix. Like everything just slows yeah. down. They for move him. their
1: head so fast. They dodge it and dip. It's crazy. Yeah,
0: I'd absolutely get tagged and put to sleep. If do I tried do
1: you remember a sporting moment where you felt like, all right, that's it. I'm not. I'm not gonna make it. Like, do you remember the thing where you? Because as a kid, we all kind of have that dream. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm pretty good. Yeah. Do you remember the moment where you're like, I'm not good enough?
0: Yeah, I think it was. I moved out, I was playing in a more uh, competitive league. So Uh it was like a lot more, like the competition was a lot closer to like where I was at. Mm -hmm. And then like my elbow was giving me problems and I like couldn't throw as hard. And like, that was like the main thing I had going for me was that I could throw harder than everybody. So I remember it took a lot off of my velocity and people were like hitting my fastball. And then as soon as people were hitting my fastball, I was like, ah, I got it. That's all I got. Yeah, because like I could throw like a curveball or changeup, but it was basically like just a set. I'd be like up 0 and 2 in the count. and I'm like, just try it, just for like a practice, like see if I got it. You know what I mean? I might get them to chase. Yeah, and then I just like throw another fastball and strike him out. But as soon as people started like hitting my fastball and I like lost that velocity, then I was like, well, that's it.
1: I remember this wasn't like I already knew. uh, at this point that I wasn't like going anywhere. But I remember when I played college ball it was my senior year and it mm-hmm. was actually senior night. Mm-hmm. So it was like my last big home game, you know, they give you the presentation and the coach comes out, I'll take the pictures with you. They give me like a ball that has like your career stats on it and everything like that. So it was cool. Everyone's there, everyone's cheering. And then uh, we play against Bethesda. And I, 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 since high school, my go-to move is a, I'm in the, depending, if you're looking at the now I'm in the left block, back to the basket one dribble, two dribble, fake over my right shoulder, turn over my left shoulder, baby hook shot. Like, we used to... It's
0: unblockable. I've tried to stop it before in pickup games. Well, I can't stop it.
1: I thought it was unblockable. <laughs> so that was my go-to move. We'd always start off the game in high-low post. My buddy, Amon, shout out, he would... High post, low post. They'd go, first thing, into the him in the high post. I'd slide into the block. He'd give me the ball in the low post. Turn, fade, left hand, over the left shoulder, hook shot. We'd start every game like that in college. And it was, like, kind of my go-to move. Like, I just... I don't know why I practiced it so many times in my driveway as a kid, as a teenager, that was my go-to shot. But uh, I remember we were playing senior night and this guy for Bethesda was guarding, he was like six, seven, six, eight, which I guarded guys that tall a lot, mm. but he was so springy, like just so bouncy. And usually, like you said, it was a shot that I could shoot and not get blocked. Mm-hmm. I could get my body- Because you can get it off
0: quick too.
1: Yeah, and I so can get like my body cool. into him and get my arm high enough that it kind of flips over the guy. Mm. Well, he would just take a like a, maybe a half step off me and jump straight up. Mm. Dude, he blocked no <laughs> joke. Volleyball Senior fight. night, he blocked that shot like six times. Oh, like man. so
0: embarrassing. Yeah, I turn yeah. over my
1: my hook shot, I throw it up, and he yeah. just catches it. Oh, did you try I,
0: a fake? I wonder what happened if you pump faked Well, me, I did. I yeah, couldn't figure yeah. it out. But then I just kind of stopped shooting. Yeah, yeah, I just remember yeah, exactly. that phone that night being like... It wouldn't really be, be as effective either, because then they could send help if you wanted if you faked it or whatever. Like you know. Yeah. What I mean?
1: But I do think too, with the fake, you got to hit a couple, because right. then they bite on them, yeah. and then you can like step up and under That's or true. turn over your other shoulder. But I just remember being so humiliated <laughs> that night. Like, I'm like, that's it. That's <laughs> yeah. my that's my thing. That's and your send-off. <laughs> and he knows it's how to do it. Oh, yeah, it was my senior night, yeah, too. I'm like, yeah.
0: well, there it it's is. Like the final chapter. <laughs> Put it nice close to it. I remember
1: too. My uh, my senior year, I never used to shoot threes because I was just always a big guy. So I'm like go down low, go down low. Right. And in preseason I started shooting threes, and coach was like, Coach was like, Hey, you know, he used to call me Strauss, like the jeans, like Levi Strauss. Oh, he's yeah. like, Hey Strauss, I think I think you can start shooting him. He's like, I'm giving you the green light. So we had a preseason game at home. First quarter, I flash out three point line and knock it down, and I'm like, "Oh, this year's gonna be different." Yeah. All the fans are like, "Oh," because they're not used to seeing me shoot them. We get in the first couple of games, and I'm like, "Over oh, eight. Yeah, coach <laughs> is like, "All right, maybe yellow light." You know yeah. <laughs> I'm like, all right. So I didn't shoot him for a long time, and then we were in, we were in Portland playing against uh, New Hope Christian, and uh, we're in the fourth quarter, and it was like a close game, and I set a screen, pick and pop, get the ball. Knocked down a three a oh, no. couple plays later same thing fourth quarter a couple minutes left set the screen roll out knock down a three and i was like oh it was the only game really ever yeah. in my whole career where i really hit a couple threes and then i'm like i need the game date for that yeah
0: <laughs> that's so good though you have to have that mindset with stuff i mean i think like everything in life but i remember just like the confidence of like It's not like that you don't care, but it's just like whether I miss or Omega, I'm just going to keep shooting. And that's where I think like with Curry and like the Warriors allowing him to do that and just take all those attempts. Because I remember watching basketball before and I was like, if somebody missed like two or three, like they're not getting the ball again. Yeah, it's like you're not shooting again. Yeah, And it's like you kind of have to like live or die by it. Because I even remember when I was younger, like... Uh, we'd go to the states and I'd play with my cousins and stuff, and they're always older than me. And I'd like look up to them, and I'd go play basketball with them. And I'd I could like shoot okay, but I get so nervous yeah. when I would play with like them and all their friends because I'm like, oh, I don't want to miss, I don't want to miss. They won't pass me you the can't. ball again. They won't. And then you like miss everything. Oh yeah. And now it's like if I play like I I could care less. Like I'll, I'll take the ball if you don't give it. You know what right. I mean? I'll just keep shooting, and I shoot so much better now. It's you like have so much to easier. Have that mentality. That's yeah. why I
1: think so many athletes come across it, and maybe rightfully so, but like super cocky because mm. th- they have to they know to be successful in what they do they have to have a mentality where it's like i missed the last 10 shots but i'm going to shoot this one with the same confidence as mm. i did the last
0: one that's what i always think is funny too because it's like some people like I have some <laughs> friends that will like make fun of me because it's like like you and i are both very competitive and it's like if i lose at something it's like it's not that i'm like making excuses but i'm like trying to figure out why i lost right you know what i mean because uh-huh. it's like because that's my thing. I'm not just going to be like, oh, I lost. They're better than me. It's like, what did I do, I do wrong? Yeah. So it's like, I'm not coming up with excuses, but I'm like legitimately like trying to figure Reasons. out the reason yeah. why I lost. But then it comes across as excuses. <laughs> right. But I'm like, no, there's like, there's got to be a reason why I lost. Sure. I can't like accept that. I mean, if there's certain sport, but I'm like, <laughs> there's there's something I could have done different where I, <laughs> I would have won.
1: Do you remember the first time that you and I kind of got... Like, do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, at the rugby. courts? Yeah, because we always like would either play together or play on the same team, yeah. or it like wouldn't get intense. But I remember the first time we were playing against each other, and like it kind of got, it kind yeah, of got, got a little heated, got
0: tense. Yeah. I don't even. It was it was the out of bounds thing. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's the freaking chords because the baseline <laughs> has moved up. We used to play one one foot out of bounds. <laughs> it's like the most classic thing of me which to do that. We meant that if you
1: one foot, like, you can take one step out of bounds. Yeah,
0: but we, it's meant to be, like, a shoe length, basically. Like, a foot, like, you know what I mean? Right, like but like, shoe.
1: but like, one step, like, yeah. you can take one step, but as soon as you take a second step out, mm. like, so if you take one step to jump out, or whatever, because the, the nets are kind of, there's a very short baseline, mm. but Nate mm. was, like, one like,
0: 12 Leap. inches. Like, I would take, like, a euro step out of bounds. <laughs> it's like, true. I would take it so literal. The <laughs> and thing. so
1: he, like, kind of ran along the baseline, and I was like, and then it hit, hit a hit yeah. layup, and I was like, Oh, it's out of bounds. I I think it was for
0: like the final point too. So I like hit it and then I was walking off and then everyone's like, no, didn't. I was like... I was like like, out of bounds. And he was kind
1: of upset. And then... I went to like high five them and we like missed. And huh. I think he thought I was like intentionally not trying right. to high five you, yeah, which I yeah. didn't mean to. And then you could tell that just like tensions just, yeah, just was flared. Like, okay. And then it got so aggressive. <laughs> yeah, we started bouncing each other.
0: yeah.
1: That was the first time I ever felt that way with you where I was like, all right, let's go. yeah
0: <laughs> I, That's the thing is I hate playing sports against my friends like I don't like uh, like sports like that anything where there's like a physicality to it I get too like heated or competitive with my friend even growing up with Kyle and stuff like we could never if we ever played hockey against each other it was bad. Like we couldn't, we couldn't do it.
1: The problem is, no one ever wants to play against us when we're together.
0: Well, yeah, that's the thing. Is we can't, we can't really play together because it's we are playing against teenagers. For, but. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're, we're playing against kids in grade nine. But, but it was like me and my buddy Dylan were playing in London, playing pickup ball, uh-huh. and we got in the car after, or we finished the game, and we we're like, oh, because we like beat them, we were like feeling pretty good. <laughs> Like, you guys uh, graduating this year? or Like, oh, no, we're grade nines. <laughs> we're like, oh, God. <laughs> we're, like, so, like, high on our horse. We're like, oh, no, we're grade nines. <laughs> we're like, oh, it's not a, quite as big of accomplishment I here. I know,
1: I always get done, and they're like... Like a full grown man, you're like three. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, wow. That's what
0: Jenkins said that one time at the Y. He's like, we're like those old guys in the Y who are just like bodying kids <laughs> we, and like trying to act so tough. No
1: one else our age plays. Yeah,
0: it's so true. We're in that weird gap of like life.
1: <laughs> we are. We really are.
0: Like we, we're still in like shape and like have some athleticism, but we're also like a little bit older, or we're not like <laughs> for sure. Yeah, we have, we're we're like starting to get that grown man strength.
1: The grown man. There's something to that. Mm. i don't know what it is but there's definitely something to grown man's strength yeah i don't know what it is it's and like, it is
0: just different it's different than like going to the gym
1: yeah because it's not like a you can like bench more but it's just something about your i think you just know how to use your body a little better maybe
0: that's what it is yeah and you also just have a lot of like anger and aggression from like life <laughs> <laughs> like you're life when you're let just, me just, take oh, it oh, this teenager yeah, yeah, yeah. i'll <laughs> lift this car i don't care <laughs> it's so true I, it's just like, I can't imagine though, like never, cause we've obviously talked a lot about sports in this podcast. So if people don't play sports, they're like going to be like, they're tuning not, out. they're already not listening. Yeah. Out. But I'm like, I can't imagine a life where I didn't grow up playing sports. Like some people are like, oh, I just never played sports. Wasn't into it. I'm like, what do you mean? Yeah. I, can,
1: I, I cannot fathom
0: not being into it. Like how can you not like it? That was my entire life. I mean, it's still a huge part of my life, but like growing up, it was literally sports was all I thought about, all I watched, all I cared about. Even I mean, when people were like, oh, I watched like this cartoon. I'm like, from the, once I turned like eight or nine, I didn't watch cartoons, I only watched like Sports Center. And I like actual sports. Same. That was it.
1: My first email address was eat, sleep, play hockey at, <laughs> at
0: live.ca. Mine was <laughs> NathestoneMVP. <laughs> <out>. MVP at hotmail.com. <laughs>
1: That's so good. Yeah. My, mo- my mom talks about this. There was like a day, and I was probably like seven or eight, where it just flipped for me. Where I would just come downstairs early in the morning. And like I used to take the newspaper and I grab the sports section out. And I'd look at, I remember watching the points race in hockey and seeing like the goals. And it says like... Yeah. Oh, And I don't have that brain with hockey anymore, but I do with basketball where it's like, you just, you know, I don't know how you know, but you know every player. You know they're. You're really good
0: at that. Like players, I'm more like, I know a lot of people from like the teams I keep up. Basketball, I actually do know more. I think just because the teams are small, like the actual players that play. But like, you know a lot. like It just flipped for me where it's
1: like, all of a sudden that's what I cared about so much. I just would wake up and... I was like an old man at the age of nine yeah. like, you know eating my oatmeal a and a pipe <laughs> and reading the paper reading the sports section but I just yeah. I just loved it I yeah, don't it know why just consumed
0: your life yeah I remember too in the part. backyard having we like my dad made me like this huge net that went across fence to fence so I could like hit the tee into it and all that oh, stuff nice. I'd be like out there all summer it didn't help my hitting at all but that's okay <laughs>
1: my dad always used to build a backyard ice rink every summer oh we'd that's we'd bring classic. friends home from school in the afternoons and like after school we'd skate and play hockey all the time and it was sick because the snow would build Up on our neighbors, so like I'd shoot against our neighbors' kind of fence, and sometimes I'd shoot over and go in their yard. Oh yeah! But the snow would build up so much that it would be the same height as like the five foot fence, Mm, and then I would build up the snow like steps. And then, dude, would sometimes when we were when we were uh, flooding the rink, you put little ice on the snow on your neighbors, and we could skate into the neighbors' like on the snow. Sick. So we'd throw the puck over, and we'd literally skate into the neighbors' yard on the snow grab the the puck and then keep going man we played so much as kids that's so good i
0: forgot about that like hopping the fence as a kid to get balls out of your neighbor's yard oh, yeah i remember so vividly too always landing it because like you'd always be like barefoot in the yard like in the summer whether yep. you're playing like volleyball or like throwing the ball or whatever uh-huh. and like you hop the fence and you land on one of those little like cactus plant thing like those little cactus weeds yes in the grass oh, we had so many of those around here it was oh, so annoying i hate that what uh i was gonna ask you what for sports growing up because i'm thinking about making making a change even though i don't play sports i need like a you know how you have like your number yeah like it's like oh your number sure did you have the same one in like high school and college or no and what was it uh
1: so i didn't have the same one in high school and college just because it wasn't available okay so i always like when i was a kid i liked the number 15 and 3 but I was also the biggest kid, so that I always had to have the biggest jersey. Right. So I always didn't like didn't have the best choice of
0: and they'd always like usually go in numerical order yeah, of so like the size. Huge number. So yeah. high
1: school I wore thirty-five, which okay. was kinda like fifteen and three together. Mm. So high school I wore thirty five. Then I went to college and I was a a rookie and I was like one of the bigger I didn't have a choice. So mm. I got fifty-two, which okay. at first I hated it. Yeah. But I just leaned into it. Like mm. I know I still laugh but like it's not a good number. I never liked it, but mm. I leaned into the fact that like I'm number 52. You never see right. someone who's good who wears 52. Yeah, yeah, um, exactly. but I just kind of leaned into it. I'm like, you know what? And my next year I could have switched because I had more like seniority. I started to become one of the captains. But I was like, you know what? I'm 52. Yeah, I'm just yeah, leaning into yeah. like that's who I am. So for the most part, like when I was young, I was like three and fifteen. Um, but a high school 35, and then in college I wore fifty-two.
0: How can why three and fifteen? Did you have specific I, reasons? I just like those yeah. two? Yeah. yeah, I liked them. That's what I'm trying to figure out. Cause like growing up, I was well, always Vince Carter wore fifteen. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. is a
1: part of it for sure.
0: Yeah. It's a good number too. Yeah. I like three a lot. That's what I was thinking about switching mine too. For mine. Yeah. It's mainly for my player in the show. Yeah. Because I'm like <laughs> trying to play <laughs> around Everybody with the different show. numbers. Because yeah, you were yeah. always 75. I was always 75. When I was younger, it was always because you couldn't do like when I was younger, they didn't let you do, like, custom numbers. so this then when it was you were like, playing
1: video games or real baseball? No, real baseball. Okay, okay. Yeah, they wouldn't
0: let you do, like, custom numbers. So it was, like, same thing. Like, you'd have, say, if you had, like, 15 guys on the team, it'd be, like, 1 through 15, different sizes. Yeah, And I was always 7. Like, 7 was my favorite number because, okay. like, 7 was, like, lucky. It was the number of perfection. I just like 7. Nailed it. Gary Roberts was 7. I yep. thought he was the, like, okay. players like that. So I was always 7. And then it was, like... It became too much where, like, seven was, like, everyone wanted number seven. Got it. So I was, like, I kind of wanted something different. And then I got a little bit older, and it was, like, you ordered your jerseys, like, in the league so so you you could have whatever number you wanted and size and stuff. And I remember at the time, I don't even know why my favorite player, his name was Francisco Rodriguez. Yeah. And K-Rod, they called him. Yeah. And he wore number 75, and I just liked him because I always like pitchers who, like, threw hard and, like, were just, like, strikeout guys, mm. like, threw strikeouts. So I really liked him, and he wore number 75, and, like, no one wears number 75 in baseball. No, yeah. It's, like, such a random number. And I'm also, like, like numbers, so then it's kind of cool because I'm, like... Oh, my birthday is like the seventh month on the fifth day, yep. and then seven—it still has seven, and it seven's lucky. There's five people in my family, so it's kind of like brings luck to all five people in my family, it's like perfect. that type of thing. Yeah. But now I'm like, I don't know, because seventy-five—it's like I kind of like a one-digit number.
1: Yeah, I like a one-digit number too. That's mm. why for for me, if I'm going a one-digit number, it's always been three. Yeah, That's, I don't know why. That's what's
0: on my guy right now. I was thinking two or three.
1: Yeah, I I like three better than two for me. Mm. Didn't. uh who used to wear two on the... He was a second baseman on the Jays.
0: Oh, Aaron Hill. Aaron Hill. Yeah, I was going to say Hall, but too. yeah, Aaron yeah, Hill. Yeah, Aaron yeah. Hill. Yeah. Yeah. The double master. He used to hit doubles all day. All the time. Yeah, yeah. so many doubles yeah. in that gap in Rogers Center. <laughs> the, yeah, I
1: remember I was, that was like when I was a big. And then we had Alex Rios. Rios wore 15 too. Yeah, and I used 15. to love Alex Rios. Yeah. I don't know why. I used, I used to, to
0: love his swing. He had the big sweeping swing. Yeah, he was swing. so tall. Yeah, and but then, when he would connect and hit a bomb, it was like nice. And then him
1: and Vernon Wells on the outfield. Oh, gold yeah. Glover. Yeah, that was like the, for me, that was like the glory. When I think back of like a kid watching the Jays, that's a team yeah. I think of. Like Lyle Overbay at first. Remember Rajay
0: <laughs> Davis? He'd play in left or like so Run. he'd, so st- he'd steal third more than most guys would steal second do you
1: remember Marco Scudero
0: yeah I remember him too. so sick yeah, yeah he was just the ultimate utility guy yeah he was good he Scott Rowland at third Scott,
1: I love Scott Rowland because he would sprint the bases when he hit the <laughs> <home> run he <laughs> yeah, did yeah, home run yeah. and Dead then just sprint.
0: take off full speed like yeah.
1: most guys would jog or trot and he would just fly you know
0: who I hated though was Lyle Overbay? yeah I didn't like I it. always I didn't, hated him he was the first baseman yeah, yeah. Uh, who, who was our catcher at the time
1: because that was before Russell Martin
0: yeah it was before Russell Martin
1: Oh, we used to have Molina, Jose Molina, for a bit.
0: Yeah, we had him for a bit. There's someone else I'm yeah, trying to think there, of, though.
1: Before Molina, even. I, yeah, who, I
0: think yeah,
1: who was catching, like, Roy Holiday at the time?
0: Yeah, that's what I'm trying to think. And then we had
1: A.J. Burnett.
0: Yeah, I really liked A.J. That was, Burnett. That was a sick one, too. Same thing, because he he'd throw, like, I think he threw, like, 98, yeah. 97, 98. I just love Roy that Halliday. I curveball.
1: He would pitch seven and three quarters in, or seven and two thirds inning every, oh, yeah. every
0: single time. And still get the loss. Yeah, he'd still so lose. True. He'd give up one run and it'd be like loss.
1: I know. He'd give up like three hits, one run in eight innings, and mm. then they would lose.
0: I'm glad he got that World Series with Philly, though. Yeah. Yeah. Cause.
1: Remember Jesse Litch?
0: yes he had the really big ears i forgot ears. about him he
1: used to be a, a ball boy with the orioles when he was a kid yep
0: yeah i, I didn't remember. not after after a uh, holiday i really my my the guy i really liked was um dustin mcgowan yes dude. i really liked he used him. to, he used to ride those the, mutton chops he
1: used to write on the back of the, yeah, yeah, the mound every time he came in yeah, like, really yeah dustin him.
0: mcgowan was sick Yeah, it's funny thinking back like all those teams that you kind of grew up watching that stuck with you because we we joke about that with uh, the Leafs too because it was like like Tucker, Domi, Cujo you had like Cabriolet, McCabe, Stajan Thomas Cabriolet he wore 15 too Yeah, Antropov, Ponikarovsky like all those guys Matt
1: Stajan was sick I loved Matt Stajan I was so sad when he got remember Alex Steen
0: Oh yeah! See, I, used I forget to lo- about all these and Steven guys. would play together. Hugstein
1: yeah. was the best, dude.
0: Yeah, and then there was Gary. Gary Roberts was kind of like he he retired, I think. After yeah. that, he yeah. trains a lot of NHL guys now. He has like his own training camp, and he trains oh, really? um Connor McDavid. Really? That's what, yeah. He's his trainer. I just camp remember
1: brother. the 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 backcourt combo of uh, Thomas Caverly and Brian McCabe was so oh, nasty. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And I remember, too, when they drafted Luke Shen, and yep. then he was, like, supposed to be, like, our savior. And he wasn't. And he was just terrible. He wasn't very good. Yeah.
1: Was, didn't he have brothers who played?
0: Yeah, he yeah. has a brother, and I think his brother's better than him. Yeah, Braden or something like that, I yeah. think. Yeah. Brayden or Brendan Braden, or something Braden like that. Or something. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah it is cool how, like, those kind of names bring back that air of nostalgia. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, just something about that team. I feel that way about the Raptors championship team. Like, just something about, like... Siakam Van Vliet like those kind of guys even though they're trash right now yeah. I just love that team like the mm-hmm. dynamic of that team yeah they
0: kind of like live with you forever
1: yeah I mean it's not as good as uh, Bargnani <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Primo Pasta and Souls. <laughs> I remember that
0: commercial Jamario Moon dude he was
1: the greatest rebounder ever yeah, he, he had the coolest rebound the
0: freaking uh, Harlem Globetrotter yeah
1: so athletic yeah, yeah he was sick all right. Well, hey, thanks so much for listening to this episode of Baggy Tights. Uh, we want to thank you too for um, supporting us. We hit on this last episode, 5,000 downloads. So thank you. Shout out to you Sheesh. guys. Sheesh. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for your support. We've uh, enjoyed the journey and we look forward to catching you guys next week on the episode.